Welcome to The Microscopists, a bite-sized bio-podcast. Hosted by Peter O'Toole, sponsored by Zeiss Microscopy. Today on The Microscopists... Today on The Microscopists, I'm joined with Christian Egglink from the Institute of Photonic Technologies in Jena. Christian recently moved from Oxford to Jena, and we hear about the difficulties of assembling a new lab and team during a global pandemic. I mean, there were a couple of people that joined my lab mid-February, mid-February. We had the first lockdown in Germany in begin March or something like this. It was difficult. And, these, and, and let's be honest, you are sometimes more a psychologist than a, than a scientist in this, this area. We hear about how Brexit affected his decision to move to Germany. We said, yeah, let's, let's wait for the Brexit vote, yeah? And it's, I'm, 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 it's not the reason, yeah? It's not the reason why I, I moved to Germany. But I, I'm always saying it did not help. And on a lighter note, we discuss some sci-fi show recommendations and hear about his favourite TV shows and films. One is Big Lebowski, and the other one is Pulp. Yeah. That's my new okay. favourite ones. And and I had people, like also Erdin sometimes, we, we try to communicate in sentences of Big Lebowski. And you can do that. You can do a whole communication <laughs> only with sentences from Big Lebowski. All in this episode, of the microscopists. Hi, welcome to this episode of the microscopists. Uh, I'm Peter O'Toole from University of York, and today I'm joined by Christian Egling from University of Jena. Christian, how are you today? I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm happy. I'm. I'm chat with you in this this nice format here. I've seen a couple of this before, and I'm glad that I'm part of this as well. So. Oh, well, thank you for finding the time. I know it's been a, a crazy time for you, and that's balancing teaching with research and all the other commitments that... that yeah, exactly, it. and that all in the these times when I changed from Oxford back to to Germany, and mainly due to private reasons, but um, Jena is a good environment, as we know, for microscopy. So I'm, I'm there at the university and at the Leibniz Institute, and the Leibniz Institute is this photonic technologies. I mean... Rainer is there as well, Rainer Heinzmann. So, um, and it's it's a good microscopy environment, but also um, a good environment to do uh, uh, biology because there are a lot of good clinics, good biomedicine, and stuff like this. But I still had my group, so I switched to Jena. As usual, labs are not ready. Yeah, so I kept all my people in Oxford. My team was so good in Oxford, and they just kept on running. And then, as it goes, I mean, we all know Corona came, yeah, and then it was impossible. I haven't been in Oxford for two years. So at the last time I was there was, yeah, begin March 2020. Yeah? And after that, traveling was impossible mainly. And um, the next time I was there was in yeah March this year. March this year. That's <clears throat> the first time. And I even didn't fly. We kept picked up a microscope there. So I told two of my guys who have been actually with me in Oxford and now work with me in Jena, let's get a van, drive to Holland. Night train and night ferry went over to Oxford. Had a couple of nice days in Oxford. Met all the old people. Got in the microscope. I had some meetings with 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 people there to organize things, and then we drove back. That was a fantastic trip. I really loved that. So and, and they enjoyed it as well. And all the people that were still left in there in Oxford and kind of this was for me a fair farewell in Oxford because all the old people came together and so on. And a lot of people, as you know, I mean. But some There's a lot of groups, groups dis- disassemble and, and they are now everywhere in the world and so on. Today I talked to one of my postdocs. He's now in, in Istok. He's now in Ljubljana. I just talked to him earlier this day. Erdens, my great postdoc in Oxford, he's now in, in, um, in Karolinska in Stockholm. And one of the postdocs, Marco Fritscher, he's now leading the biggest uh, facility in, in Oxford and pushing his own signs. <clears throat> so it's good. They, 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 it's good. Your children are going out there, Christian. Yeah, exactly. And now we're building up new stuff here, but building up a new lab in Corona times, I don't um, advise anybody to do that because it's really mm. difficult. We just were about that the labs get going and then bam, everything closes down and you can't reach anybody and you can't proceed anything and the first of course the first you know that the first weeks yeah how is the team collegiality as in 
because you're assembling a new team, so you could have new PhDs, new postdocs. How have they bonded? Because because of coronavirus, it, it's actually I, I certainly found people who are coming over Corona, they don't have the same network, the same friendships, the same feel for the rest of the team. Very, members. very difficult. And I have to say that I mean there were a couple of people that joined my lab mid-February. Mid-February, we had the first lockdown in Germany in begin March or something like this. It was difficult. And these and and let's be honest, you you are sometimes more a psychologist than a, than a scientist in these these areas because I don't blame and and I think we can all say that from ourselves that we not didn't did not have bad times during these two years of Corona because science as we used to have it and wasn't going on and, and we know all know and I think that is what we realized oh it's a lot about communication isn't it and um, that was completely dead of course and. There were also exciting times trying to get the teaching going on online and, and that was exciting as well, but you uh, realized after a while something was missing. Something was missing. So, so, so you say it was you know, it's difficult times and some exciting times, but I seem to recall, correct me if I'm wrong, when you were in Oxford, you were still commuting back to Germany on a frequent yes. basis. Yes. Uh, how frequently were you going back to Germany? I don't, I don't, I don't, um, uh, I'm I'm not a good climate person back then. These this years, um, every weekend, every weekend, and that was for family. I presume, wife, children. Yeah, uh, two children. I have two children, and um, they were pretty young at the beginning. <clears throat> well, we 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 planned to move all there, but my one daughter was uh, was pretty sick back then. She didn't get along in England at all, and and so they we decided for them to stay in Germany, and that was a tough time. And I already said yes, and. And it's so exciting. And and for me, doing something in Oxford, building up the microscopy, there was such an opportunity. And, and then we agreed, okay, let's let's try to get this done. Yeah. And it was doable. And um and we even thought, yeah, why now my, my daughter developed, she got better, and, and then we thought moving them to Oxford. Then we 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 said, yeah, let's let's wait for the Brexit vote, yeah. And I'm, 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 it's not the reason, yeah? It's not the reason why I, I moved to Germany. But I, I'm always saying it did not help. Let's say it like this. Yeah? And, and then I got the good offer in Vienna. And then with the Brexit, we just said, come on. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's very it's, unfortunate. I mean, science is so much connecting and so on. And I had such a great time in Oxford. And, and all the people there are so international, but also all the English people. I love them, and and that's why I I also wanted to do this in England because my my brother, um, he did his PhD at Imperial, yeah? and and we visited him so often, and he had such a great time there, and and we had such a great time with him there, and and unfortunately my brother died later on um, of cancer. It was my twin brother, and that's also one reason when I got this offer from Oxford. Somehow I felt, and it was in a biomedical environment where we also. I could help with my imaging, uh, cancer research, and so on. I had a good motivation to do that. No, so, so before, so before, what, what was your degree in? Let's start way back. What was your de first degree in? Physics. I studied physics. I studied physics in Hamburg. Hamburg is it's the city of of uh, particle physics, everything, yeah, because they have this big accelerator there, the DAISY, and so on. But then I realized, oh man, even in the, I think already in the third semester, they started to give lecture, special lectures on, on particle physics. And I just thought, I don't want to go that, that deep into that. And then I went to Göttingen. And in Göttingen, it was more broad. Uh, there's all kinds of biophysics was there already, physical chemistry. And, and then I stayed in, in, in Göttingen and I did my, my diploma back then there, or master. And, and I stayed as a PhD there as well, because I remember this today, I was looking for a diploma work and I, I was kind of specializing a little bit also on physical chemistry, fluorescence and stuff like this. Yeah. I was looking for people. And then somebody said, hey, go up to this, this Max Planck Institute. There is somebody very new. Yeah? He's definitely looking for somebody. And that was Klaus Seidel. I don't know if you look, Klaus Seidel, community knows him. I mean, and Klaus, welcomed me, he liked me, and that's why I started my diploma work with Klaus Seidel. And at the beginning, he wanted to do something completely different with me. He wanted to investigate how DNA bases change the fluorescence lifetime of different dyes. Yeah, So we can use it as, there was back yeah. the idea of using uh, 
individual uh, uh, force for identifying a DNA basis for sequencing, which in principle has been um, proceeded later on yeah, by some companies. Yeah. And, um, but then he realized, ah, let's do single molecule stuff. There's so much cool stuff going on. And I, I remember as a, as a student, I thought, single molecules, looking at it, individual molecules on a microscope, never, never, ever. And uh, and I remember we went also to conferences. And back then, the big single molecule guys were these, these guys from Alamo there, yeah, from the US, De Keller and stuff like this. And he, he in one of his, his uh, first early reviews, I read this thing. It's not a problem to see a single molecule with, with fluorescence. It's just important to reject the, the background. Yeah? Just like a star, yeah, we can see yeah. if if everything is, is is dark, yeah. So that's why if we go in the nature, sky is just wonderful. But if we go into this big city, we don't see anything, yeah. And that's exactly like this. And I still remember this sentence from Dick Keller, great guy. These all these. that was an exciting time back then. And then I, I we realized okay, there are these single molecule techniques like fluorescence correlation spectroscopy. And even during my my diploma time, my master thesis. Uh, Stefan Hell already sent me six weeks to Stockholm to work with um, with uh, Rudolf Riegler on on FCS, yeah, because yeah. it was the big FCS lab in Europe back then. Yeah? And and there I met great people like Jaka Wittengren, yeah, back then, big FCS guy um, who who just finished his PhD. Yeah? And and there were other people like Ulo Metz. He's he's now in back in Estonia. I've never seen such an experimental guy. Unbelievable. Very, very good. I learned so much. And I remember they, of course, sent me there in November and December. Going to Stockholm in November and December is dark. <laughs> I made a joke. Yeah, you blink your eyes and you miss the bright. <laughs> so, but it was good. I learned a lot. I had a great time. I learned FCS. And look at me now. I, I would say one of my big topics is still FCS and to combine it in different ways and drive it in different ways and so on. So. That's why I have to thank, be thankful a lot with, with, with um, Klaus Seidel back then. I learned a lot of things from him. And that's why I decided to stay with him. And I did my PhD with him. Lots of single molecule stuff. We did a lot of photo bleaching studies. Nobody, nobody, everybody's interested in photo bleaching, but nobody wants to do these studies. Yeah? And I just had, had a discussion this morning because we, again, have a small project where we look on photo bleaching of dyes. I don't know if you've heard about this photo blueing stuff. Yeah? Yeah, you know, a lot of photo bleaching is going photo blueing. That's what we do. So it's, it's great. Christian, after this, we'll go into some more detail on that. So I've got some questions on it. Okay, uh, perfect. Well, I'll take it out of this bit and bring it through. So you mentioned Stefan Helm there as well. So you, you spent time with Stefan also. Yes, I did. How, but, what but, do you like uh, to work with? What's that? Everyone knows Stefan. What's he like to work with? Yeah, but first, maybe I, I tell a little bit more how I got to Stefan Helm. Because it's, yeah, go for it. Okay. Because uh, at the end of Klaus Seidel's time, I somehow felt tired. And, and, and there was close connection to a biotech company. And that was Evotech. And Evotech used fluorescence spectroscopy techniques, especially single molecule like FCS and so on, to do high throughput screening. So I went there. And I worked for two years there. Great time as well. I learned, I lost my, my fear about biology and so on. Because I had to work a lot with biologists to get the essay working and discuss with them how can we analyze this and so on. Great, great time. But then after two years, because it was always project driven, and we scientists, we want to look right and left, you know, it wasn't possible because there was so much. We have to, oh, we'd love to look at this or this, but it wasn't, of course, because it's project driven and so on. Yeah, of course. He come commercial. And then so. I remember I was living back then with my 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 girlfriend, now wife, and um, I, I told her, ah, academic, where do I go? And I made a list of different people. Yeah? And one of these people on that list was Stefan Hell because I knew him. He just started at the Max Planck Institute where I did my PhD before I left. Yeah? So in my last years of, 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 of Klaus Seidel. So we knew each other. And, and he was one of the first persons on my list. I was about to call him. And then one night, the, 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 the phone rings. My, my girlfriend picks up and says, it's Stefan Hell. So Stefan Hell called me and he, he uh, um, asked me, Christian, do you know anybody who would be interested in yeah, FCS and driving it maybe into super resolution and so on? And I said, well, maybe I bring in my name. And he said, well, I didn't want to ask directly. And that's how I got to show. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and, um, and then, yeah, and then um, we started with Stefan and that was back when he was just uh, 
a few years after he was becoming a director at the Max Planck Institute, and the, the possibilities we had there was 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 great. And I and Stefan got along very well. I would say he was my best boss I've ever had. It, um, um, it was uh, it was a great time because we respected each other a lot. I I knew yeah what I had from him, and he knew what I, what he had from me, and and that's just we were a good team. Yeah? And, and it was a fantastic time. That's why I stayed there over eight years. Yeah, and um, oh. yeah, I mean that was such a fantastic. I remember when I went to his place. That was back in two thousand four or so. Some people told me, "Don't go there. It will never work." So, and we got it to work. I mean, and and that was a great time. And back then, I mean, this was the early days of super resolution. If you had a new idea, yeah, and you realized it. You got it published, and, and that motivated everybody. Yeah, and of course, a lot of these ideas didn't. We didn't proceed further, but still, so fantastic time. And that in the environment of Stefan, who was giving us a lot of freedom, was excellent. It was very, very. Nice. I think I think that was a good. I, I, the last bit you just said, it gave you a lot of freedom. So he he enabled you to to research. Yes, but I, I mean every research. So I was kind of the person in the middle, yeah, who was taking care of a lot of PhD students, also postdocs or master students. Of course, every project had a clear guideline. Who was also discussed with us and so on, and Stefan's ideas were in there as well and so on. Clearly, yeah. But then realizing it, yeah, how we realized it and so on, yeah, we had a lot of freedom and. Um, that was good. And then discussing it with Stefan, he always had then the, the, the very good ideas. And so, so it was a very constructive environment. I, I Thinking back on that time, I, we also had a very good team back then. I mean, a lot of the guys, of course, they ended up at Aberia and so on. But um, it was fantastic teams. I mean, some people who now moved on and have been part of that time back then, they said, oh, these were the golden times because they enjoyed it as well. It was a very, very good time. Uh, to, to actually, that's one, that's one of the questions I was going to ask. When, when was the best time in your career so far? When would you say was the most? If, if you could I mean, the, the time, yeah, I, had, I had so many good times my, in my PhD time with, with Klaus. When we got it all running, it was a great time because we had so many ideas and we could follow them up. It was great. Evotech was also good. I mean, I enjoyed it a lot. And it was, it was a fantastic time there as well because we were a lot of young people there and so on. And then with Stefan, I mean, you can see that this, this super resolution time at the beginning and this excitement that was going on. Of course, at some point it got political, clearly. We can talk about this later. Of course, it got political because people realized, hey, this could get a Nobel Prize. And then, then it got a little bit yeah, very political. But that's normal. I mean, that's, that's how it goes. But then my Oxford team, yeah, such a good team. Unbelievable. I mean... Uh, now seeing it all this disassemble was was a great time because it's such a good unity and people work together and especially because I was in Jena building up things so I was only there once a month still it worked yeah because it was a team and that was great and now in Jena I see it picking up again and it's, it's getting there so um, okay. say no was was you you asked before how was it with the team yeah of course how do you build up a team in Corona times yeah. And I remember the first retreat we could do, which was last summer. Yeah? It was so relaxed and people were enjoying it so much because we could go out as, as a team. We went rafting. Yeah, It was in one of the rivers. And it was so great. Ah. We stayed out late at night and so on. I did, I, I'm sure you sent me a picture. Yeah, of the rafting. Yeah, we did. We did. We did. Uh, there it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Where we just started the rafting. Yeah, yeah. And that was just, it was begin September last year. And I, this was the real first road trip that we could do as a, as a group together. And you can see we were relaxed and we really enjoyed it. That's a huge group, if that's a new group. It is. The group. Uh, there's also the, we, we got a um, junior professor in there as well, um, Christian Franke, who, who used to be... Um, PhD student with Marco Sauer, and then he moved on as a poster yeah. to Dresden, and now he's with us. And his team, it's great to have him there. So, uh, and we, we, in principle, we are one team. Yeah? We work so closely together. So, you, you did send a few pictures to the team. I presume this is. This is also, yeah. This, I think, I bet this, no, this is sometime other that this was late at night. So, you see in the, in the left upper corner, 
you see uh, um, Christian Franke, yeah. Uh, but otherwise, yeah. In the mid, in, in the front, there's Pablo, one of my great postdocs. In the background, behind me, there's Francesco, also back uh, a postdoc who was with me already PhD in Oxford. Yeah. So, um, Dorina is there as well. She was with me in Oxford as well. So, a few people moved along. So. So this may be the same night that you sent quite a few pictures of this. I only picked out a few. So you yeah, say yeah. No, no, this is this is Oxford. This is Dominic. Dominic Wade. This is this was the Oh it is. Yeah, that's Dominic. You must know Dominic from Oxford. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dominic was great. Ah, oh, that see also the facility in, 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 in Oxford with, with Chris Lagerholm, um, um Dominic Wade and so on. And we had fantastic uh, co-managers over the years. Fantastic time it was, and and Chris and I were just a good team. Yeah, uh, we, we relied completely on each other. We could rely on each other, and, and he, he knew yeah. my backup when he needed it. And otherwise, I knew he's, he's going to take the right decisions. Uh, I, I will say before, the same with Dominic. What a wonderful guy! Yeah. So, before we go off this picture, I did notice that actually someone then photo bombed. Photo bombed. That's yeah. That's that's Erich. Erich was the fun guy in the group, but he was also one of the most productive guys here yeah this is this is there we laughed and then we had some drinks and i think i think there's this other picture where we just yeah yeah, yeah. i have it so i i love it i i've got you sent so many pictures of the lab drinking yeah yeah and so, then here you are at the start of the night and i presume the next picture for those who are listening that's later, but it was just a fun picture that's but we we picked talking, ourselves and then a few hours later. On desk. <laughs> yeah i can see the way you got your arms folded you are yeah, still yeah exactly that, you are but still this, this was in oxford and I, I, I enjoy always the, the pubs in oxford but we enjoy now the, the, the stuff in, in jena as well so this is i think this is our one of our group events in this is oxford i think this is oxford. yes because somebody sent me a lot of oxford pictures and that's why i there were so many many fun pictures there from oxford times so. but 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 so, so, so you obviously got this warm side. Your team's got a good team spirit. You're going out yeah, drinking, but then, 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 where on earth are you here? This, this, yeah, yeah, this is this is last year. Actually, this is our first uh, uh, three year, uh, three day retreat in from a Jena group, and we went to to some mountains uh, um, south of Jena, yeah. And it was a it looks cold. And winter kicked in again. Winter kicked in again. And the next day, actually, it was that pile of snow in that area, and we went we went for a hike to a small waterfall, and yeah. We enjoyed it there. We had a lot of drinking and a lot of seminars and and we did a good mix of science and so on. And everybody presented themselves. Yeah. Then we had some discussions about communications and so on. But I didn't organize it. It was my group organizing it. And they uh, said, hey, this is how I picture communication. I could jump in and say, hey, we could tune it this way. And we had a group discussion about it. And I remember it was a really, it was not a fancy place or something like this. And next, Opposite to the seminar room, it said disco. And I said, disco, I have to look into the room. So it was a very old fashioned disco room. That had this, this, this ball underneath the sign yep, yep. on it. And I said, hey, one night we just have to have a disco here. We have to have a dancing. And the last night we just danced until, I don't know, very late in the morning. And so, and that's, that's what you need to, to, to bring a group together. But of course you need, yeah, you need, of course you need, you need a, you need a boss who also is open to this. I, I, I was going to ask the importance of the retreats. I think you just you, you said that just at the end that it brings the group together, and and that yeah, means exactly. they'll work better together in the lab. It'll be more efficient, but they'll think more freely. Exactly, and that's what I that's my and I think that's what my people like, and that's how the feedback at least I get from my group, and that's why they enjoy it so much because I treat everybody with respect, no matter who it is. I try to uh, treat them with respect, and uh, second is. I try to motivate them, but I also try to give them a lot of freedom. And sometimes I know, okay, they want to go this route. I know it's gonna uh, not gonna lead to the, the the result, but sometimes people need to experience that. And if I know, okay, it's only gonna take a couple of days until they realize that, and usually it does. And that's why. And I think that motivates people as well when they realize themselves. Yeah? They get the ideas themselves. That's what I try to get. That's how I. It's my. I don't, I don't control it much. Of course, some people need controlling. Yeah? So the people like that, they are wrong in my group uh, because I don't control, I don't have the time, yeah? but I also, oh, I, want to, uh, I want the people to develop and develop own ideas. And so so how, how have you coped when you've had someone, I, I, I don't name names, whatever, that, that needs controlling, that, 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 that they need 
more advice they need yeah then i try to meet more often more often but i try to get them give them confidence so that they get but you must have failed in some case oh, I, I, I failed i failed of course i failed in cases everybody fails yeah perfect yeah how do you cope with that and, and i had some some people we just didn't fit together and then we realized okay we need to separate and then we separated but um we went our ways that person went this way and it worked so at the end also uh, we got something out of that time so um yeah of course we had some some i also had some difficult times and and i had also also during stefan's time i had some people which i had to supervise which were difficult yeah but um that's but let's be honest that's also the excitement about the job to 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 adapt to to these whole different characters yeah and these different nationalities with all their different um cultural attitudes and so on that's the exciting thing about the job that's what i like it is it, you're an extremely positive i'm an extremely positive person too but i think sometimes as you say sometimes it doesn't work and you have to go your own ways yeah, yeah. find that really like like i failed yeah i've not been able to get through i've not been able to change more yeah it happened to me as well then. happened to me and it was a tough time it was a rough time uh, for all of us and um but you learn out of that as well i did mistakes back then to be honest i did mistakes yeah uh, and um yeah but you learn out of it and and next time you can do it better and um one thing i learned out of this is always trust your gut feeling yeah? if you hire a new person or you hire somewhere else and you have something just even if it's a tiny little thing in your gut and you feel something is wrong don't do it that's my advice i can give everybody because that's my experience the moment i still did something although my gut feeling said it's not 100% right it didn't get a disaster but sometimes it got a disaster or it was it was just not going well yeah that's what i try to um <clears throat> listen to yeah because yeah, people can interview they can rehearse interviews and and but there is you do have to get on with your colleagues and you yes. do have to be on a similar wavelength to to especially in the research lab yeah. you know I, I think it's slightly different to an office environment not completely but you have to bounce off each other yeah, I think that's yeah. you've got to you've got to be on a similar wavelength to bounce. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But not everybody is on the same wavelength. And now getting these people together as well, or you get them working in such a way that they don't interact too much. That's what you have to do sometimes as well. You have to get certain people not to interact too much because they are just not on the same wavelength. And let's be honest, not everybody can be on the same wavelength, and that's why it's and and you don't don't force things and. And you can't, you know, you can't get a group, such a large group, and you've seen the, the group picture, and, and especially with all the bachelor students, master students, and so on. At the German university, it's growing so quickly. And that's one mistake, for example, I would say I've made. It grew too, too quickly. And then Corona came and so on. That was difficult. But um, not everybody can get along. Yeah? And, and, and that's why you can't create something that is full of harmony. And, and, but you can, you can, you can give people self-assurance and motivation. And when they have that, I think even small disbalances get along with that. How do you cope with those stressful times? What do you do? How do you, how do you relax back at home? How do I relax? Yeah. Well, sometimes I had uh, difficulties relaxing because um, there were the kids, especially now with Corona. Yeah, then, then there was homeschooling. I was the teacher. So, so these are your children? No, they, yeah? they, they are the two. That's a younger one. Yeah, that's a... They, they are a little bit older now, yeah. But we are in the mountains there, yeah. And this, this yeah, yeah, this is my wife and, and my two girls. So I'm surrounded by girls. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, of course, I relax a lot with them. Yeah. I enjoy being around with them. And, and <clears throat> I wish I, I could be more. I mean, I missed a lot during my Oxford time because I wasn't there during the week. Yeah. And um, 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 but I, I I I enjoy a lot with uh, being around with them. So, that's true because I, I what i guess maybe one advantage of coronavirus is you weren't traveling every weekend no and you didn't, exactly and and you, got to Yale, you didn't have I to was, as often i was traveling a lot I, I was i was enjoying going also on conferences and stuff like this and i changed that a little bit i'm not traveling so much anymore and, and 
I'm cutting this down a lot. Also because being a German university professor with all this lecturing going on, and so you don't have the time, you just don't have- How do you find balancing your lecturing with research? Last semester was a catastrophe. It was too much lecturing and hardly research, to be honest. And that's why you need a good team. Somebody has to do the science. Uh, and the lab is working uh, slowly. And that's why I, I often do it like this. I have one or two days a week where, I, where people know that's where, where we have a meetings from morning till evening. And then I talk to everybody, I don't know, 30 minutes to 45 to an hour or something like this. And one after the other and so on. I'm done for the day at the end of the day. But I enjoy it because it's science. It's not bureaucracy. It's not grants. Yeah, it's not. Although I enjoy lecturing, I enjoy lecturing. It's it's fun, trying to get stuff in the right order so you picture yourself. Do they understand this? Yeah, trying to 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 teach. I mean, this is this is um, clearly I'm trying to teach people uh, stat microscopy who didn't hear about microscopy before. Yeah. And then slowly getting there, why is there the diffraction limit and stuff like this? Just had a, another exam this morning where we asked about this. What do you see? I asked him then, we asked him, we slowly went to, to super resolution and then I asked him, because it's a lecture, third, uh, fifth semester, um, fifth term um, on biophysical methods. And one part is of course, optical microscopy. And then I asked them, so if I say step microscopy, what do you see? What do you see? And one guy even, he said, I see a donut. Yeah, that's exactly what I want. But uh, then they, they, I know that, but they were pretty good. They, uh, they caught it very well. But of course, then also in these biophysical lectures, I built in very current stuff like viruses, immune system and stuff like this, because we do a little research on viruses and so on. And that was received very, very well. Um, and talking about vaccines and so on. And so I mean, you, you know, in Germany, the, 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 the discussion about vaccination was much more, let's say, intense, uh, especially in the media and so on. No, I, I, it was very I, I, important. And I tried uh, to get the people to a certain level where they could easily, even as non-experts, as physicists, could uh, see if they seen something on the news, whether this is nonsense or whether this could be truth. And you can get the people pretty, pretty... Um, well to that level and I did also public lectures on that also in high schools and stuff like this so, so can't do thinking, more than that you know so. thinking about those 20 year olds that are in the lectures uh, the PhDs that you've had you're going into schools if I take you back to when you were a child what did you want to be then if you oh, were 10 I didn't, I didn't I didn't know back then I didn't have any idea I'm it, it's this is usually also how, how I drive um, um researchers I I just let myself flow yeah, into a certain direction, which is interesting to me. Yeah? And, and let's be honest, in, in school, I quickly realized because my father, he was a teacher in math and, and chemistry. So I was very good at, at, at math, physics, and so on. And um, I chose because it was easy for me. I understood it. And that's why I went for physics. And then when it, I, I, I I thought about yeah, what what do I study? Yeah, and I thought math, nah, it's too too uh, too theoretically. And then I ended up studying physics. Yeah. And even during my physics time, I I wasn't really sure where does this lead me. So I just went on, just like <laughs> after my PhD, I went to biotech company, and then I went back to science, academic science. And so, so how many of your current lab are physicists? How many biologists? Ah, oh, that's a good question. Um, yeah, of course, it's a little bit more physicists, although we get more and more biologists because we have a lot of biology uh, projects, biology-driven projects. And there's, for example, Katarina from my group, uh, Katarina Riglinski, who, who has been with me also in Oxford already. And she always says, we need more biologists and so on. And she's kind of um, uh, building up a small uh, biology hub there and so on. But what you can see also due to my biophysics lectures, those people, that join the biophysics lectures. Yeah? A lot of them ask, hey, can we work in your lab for a while or can we do a bachelor and so on? Because they enjoy uh, seeing uh, um, life science applications of, of physics yeah? and that combined with physics. And there are certain people that like that. Yeah? Of course, not all physicists, which would of course be terrible if everybody would love that. So. How did you find going from physics 
into the life science world because that, that's a life, big difference. Yeah, but fluorescence microscopy, let's be honest. What's the main yeah, application yeah. of fluorescence microscopy? And as I said, the, the main drive was in, with Evotech because I went to Evotech. There was a lot of technology development there. But of course, the application was uh, high throughput screening and so on. Back then, still in vitro mostly, but they started then cells. And then when I went with Stefan, yeah, of course, it was kind of a jump back, yeah. But we realized, okay, we can show it so much on beats and so on, but uh, we need we need to show it in, in, in on biology. So we showed all this cell biology, these cell images and so on. But at the end, yeah, we showed it works, but to really show the people that it's valuable, you have to test it in 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 a good environment with real biomedical application. That's why when I got this offer from Oxford to, to build up a facility in in a biomedical, in a medical environment, what a fantastic opportunity. That's kind of what I was waiting for. And I remember over the years, I got a lot of offers because of course, super resolution was big. And, and, and a person that was at that level, yeah, like me in Stefan's group, of course, people wanted me somewhere. yeah. And then I went to Oxford and it was too medical for me. And this guy, um, he, he persuaded me, just come by, take a look. And I was there and suddenly I realized exactly what I was just talking about. This is an opportunity. yeah. And I went back and I remember then having a meeting on one weekend even with Stefan uh, and I showed him the brochure of this, this institute of the WIM. Yeah? And before he always said, no, Christian, stay with me. You're better off here. He, he looked, and I remember this, he looked through there five minutes, we didn't talk at all. Yeah? And then he took the brochure, put it on the table, looked me in the eyes and said, Christian, you have to do this. And that's how I went to Oxford. And good advice. Yeah, that's why he, he was always good, good advice. Also now, I mean, we don't talk that much anymore, but um, from time to time still, and it's always very, very good. I'm going to uh, change tack and ask you yes. some quick fire questions. Yeah. Okay. So are you an early bird or night owl? Yeah. What's what again? Early bird? Or night owl? Oh, you... night owl. Night owl? Yeah. PC or Mac? PC. Okay, McDonald's or Burger King? Burger King. You know why? Because my 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 daughter is, has celiac disease, and Burger King is much easier with celiac disease. So it's why well, okay. go to Burger King. <laughs> what's your uh, What's your favorite food? If, if you were to be invited out for food, what would be your favorite food? Chinese food. I love Chinese food. Okay, and what would be your worst? What would be the worst food that someone could serve you? Yeah, certain um, German foods I grew up, which I just would say, oh, would leave me with, which I, I, don't, I don't like mustard. I don't like mustard. So it, it, anything was that. And there was this, this, this food. It was uh, boiled eggs with potatoes and a sauce, a mustard sauce. And the, the whole house was smelling for that. It, it's awful. People, people love it. I just hate it. And even if I smell mustard today, not my no that's <laughs> that's a good answer yeah. i can understand why uh, coffee or tea uh, rather tea but in principle none of them i like to drink water and in yep. the good pines yeah, so. oh, wow. the next question was wine or beer yeah uh, i grew up yeah. in the north of germany it's beer country so. ah, you have to ask germany. ale ale or lager well, I was going to ask, so German beer or British ale? Sorry, German beer. I had my difficulties. I remember at the beginning in Oxford, Chris Lagerholm, he really tried hard on me. We had any kind of lager, uh, ale. Yeah, he tried every ale on me. And it's just too sweet for me. It's too sweet. I like, like this really bitter beer, yeah, but, but not sweet. It's, it, there's always a sweet taste to these, these, these mm -hmm. ales. Although I love to go in a, in, a, in a UK pub. I always enjoyed it. Yeah? Also, back then, when my, when my brother did his PhD in London, we had hilarious nights in, in London. But um, oh, I never got used to the ale. Yeah, I've got to say, actually, some of the Oxford pubs are there's something about Oxford and their pubs. It's really good, actually. And that's coming from Yorkshire, which, which you know, oh, not bad. It's, it's very good. But it costs a fortune at Oxford for your pints. It's very expensive. I went once on a, on a, on a pub tour. I, I don't remember. I visited you guys once yeah, and, and these guys took me out. It was a hell of a night. I think I got 
I had to get up very early in the morning. I was hurt. I was hurt. But we had a very good night then. Yeah, we do have some very good. Uh, yeah, 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 good I, I love it. Yeah. It, was, it was a very good night then. Uh, chocolate or cheese? Cheese. I, I, beans your sweetness. I was going to guess cheese anyway. Book or TV? What's that for the first? Book or TV? Mm. I love both, to be honest. I need to, uh, I love TV to relax, yeah, but I love to read a good uh, book as well. So I, I it's, it's even, it's 50 50, I would say. Okay. So, so let's think about this. Uh, what sort of books do you read? What sort of genre? What type of book? I love I love kind of funny books or something like this. So um, I often love to. There are some some especially German authors that that have very very good way of writing, and, and I love to, to to read that. So. Okay. And what sort of TV do you watch? TV now with my girls, I mainly watch uh, um, streaming. Yeah, I used I, I grew up of course with with uh, normal TV, yeah? normal TV stations, and so on. Yeah. Yep. And then, of course, I, I try to stay up. I, I love to watch the news, to be honest. Yeah, but otherwise, I love to watch um, to relax on a on a on a good movie. Yeah, it's just and and of course, I'm 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 pretty broad. Yeah, I don't like horrors horrors um, or something like this. But but science fiction, every, everything. Yeah? So, okay, so, so okay, so science fiction, Star Wars or Star Trek? What is your preference? TV? Oh, or that's a mean one. I don't know. That's I, I was a big fan of Star Trek, and I, I have to admit that recently I, I looked into the old Star Trek stuff, not the, the very old one. Yeah? I, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of John Luke, yeah? uh, but um, I, I love them. Yeah, but Star Wars, it's a good one as well. Yeah, so, uh, I'd be more Trek. Have you watched Picard? I did, I did, but not the second. I, 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 I'm, I'm watching the second at the moment. How is it? How is it? Is it good? Yeah, good. Yes, good. But I, I'm watching it with my youngest son, and in finding times when we're both together at the same time. Yeah, yeah, time, that's that's a problem. I, I'm watching more an hour than no one else. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm doing the same. That's why we didn't get to the second. But I, I watched the first one, and, and uh, there was another show on. I think it was on Amazon. Expanse. Did you watch that? I, I don't watch that much. So actually, because that's no, no, I, I, I didn't. But that was during Corona times. I watched a little bit of, more often because I had to record my lectures at night. And then I had to come down and then I watched this and then I watched this expanse. Good one. If you want to see a good science fiction, expanse. That's a good one. Do you see? I'm not big into science fiction. But but Picard and Star Trek are making exceptions. Yeah, Picard is is and Picard was good. Picard was good. And 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 I'm I want to find the time to to look at the second season, but uh didn't didn't find the time. Yet, so. so what is your favorite film? My favorite film. Yeah, this is not a science fiction. There are two favorite films. One is Big Lebowski, and the other one is Pulp. Yep, that's my new okay. favorite ones. And and I had people like also Erdens sometimes. We we try to communicate in sentences of Big Lebowski, and you can do that. You can do a whole communication <laughs> only with sentences from Big Lebowski. I had this PhD student in Stefan Hell's group, and he was an American, a <laughs> guy, Brian, and, and and we often talk about. And okay, so you've got your fav two favorite films, that's on Pulp Fiction. And what about do you have a favorite Christmas film? A favorite Christmas film? Yeah. I mean, come on, the, the, the Griswolds are always good, aren't they? So um, that's a good one. So National Lampoon's Christmas favorite. Yeah, it's the, the Griswolds, that's that's, um, that's 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 a good one. I love to watch those all the time. Did you watch it? I was about to say, do you watch it every year with your daughters? No, not every year, but we watch it often. It's, it's always good to have something that, that's sort of the, yeah, the yeah, go-to. Yeah. Uh, Germany or UK? I, you feel um, you feel German. I had a great time in the UK, and I always love to come back there. But it's it's my 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 home country, so um, that's why Germany. And sorry about that. I, I got also a big fan of of. British football teams and so on, but when Germany plays uh, UK uh, uh, England, sorry, I have to be for Germany. So. And Germany, you should be. Uh, Germany got uh, uh, um, world champion when I was in, in Oxford, uh, second year. Uh, so it was a good one. Actually, so here's here's a question: In the UK, the England German games are probably the biggest game. Yeah, that, that that's our arch rivals in football. Is it the same in Germany? Are we your arch rivals? Did you have a different arch rival? 
Ah, uh, no. You know what I like about German England? Of course, it's a big rivalry and it can get nasty. But on the other hand, and that's my feeling all the time, and that's how I know my friends, and that's what I got also in England, is what is so special about Germany against England that in principle, we respect each other. We know England is good and the English know the Germans are good. Yeah, And, and that makes it so special. And because in principle, there's a lot a lot of respect. Not like when Germany plays, plays Netherlands. Yeah, That's... That's war. I mean, that's that's just war. I mean, they, they I don't know why they just hate each other. Yeah, and when it comes to football, yeah. That question, I really thought. But you I think I, I think Germany against England is is more. It's there's always some kind of respect behind it. That's yeah, I, I feeling. I I really thought you were going to say that respect that you know the the Brits know that the, the, the Germans are good and the Germans know that they're better than the Brits. At football. No, 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 no. I really no, 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 no. I mean, we got, come on, come on. <laughs> kicked by, by, by England also a couple of times. So, <laughs> no, no, we, we shouldn't be that arrogant. So, uh, <laughs> at the moment, I don't know who's the better team at the moment. England has a good team at the moment. Uh, I, let's not go there. No, I, no, I'm, I'm going to keep these thoughts, though, because I know that you're not just a keen runner, but a very competitive athlete. And you sent me from... This is obviously not that recent. I can tell by the hair. No, yeah, I look pretty young there. It's it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. But um, it's, what was your distance? Four hundred hurdles. Four hundred meter hurdles. Yeah, and four hundred hurdles. And I, I was pretty high up. So um, I was at the national track meetings. I even got national student champion once. So um, so I was. I think it, this is even at that that event. I don't know. It might be right. Wearing so, a funny shirt there. So, um, what was your time then? I, I'm not very good at four hundred meter hundred. Yeah, well, that was that was uh, just around fifty two seconds. So. What's the world record at the moment? Ah, uh, that at the moment, come on, they are they are crazy. They went down to below forty seven seconds, but mainly forty. That, that's you're really close. Oh, sorry, forty seven and fifty two, and you're just in the nationals here. That's not far off, is it really? And yeah, I mean the the, the 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 women, the best women, run about that time. That's just an incredible. I, you, you almost said I, I found these quite entertaining. These pictures. Uh, so you sent me pictures of the team. Yeah, exactly. That was the four by four relay. Yes. I was guessing for the hurdles or just four by four. No, but just four by four. No, there's no no relay on four hundred hurdles. Four by four hundred. I am looking at the faces here, and this is a group photo. You're all together, and no one's smiling. You know why? Because it was just right after and. You know what is even more sad? I think we 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 got champion there. It was we got student champions. So yeah. and still we did oh, this this was a I mean there we ran a very, very good time. I remember that. And um we were just exhausted. There's also another picture. I did couldn't find it. I was I'm I'm laying on the ground. Somebody pictured me from above and I just look completely exhausted because let's be honest, on from the from the the short um exhaustion that you can get. I think four or four night hurdles is one of the, the, the most cruel ones. I mean, of course, it's not as cruel as running a marathon after after thirty kilometers or, or doing the Tour de France or something like this. But um, on a, on, a, on a short time, time it's one of the bad because the last one hundred meters, it's just pain. Let's be honest, it's just pain because you you get so much into the yeah yeah you so much overdo it and and, and yeah <clears throat> and, and I. I you you actually look bigger there than you do now. Yeah, I, I, of course I was I was bigger there. I had more muscles and stuff like this. And of course, I mean, I did more practice back then. So. Uh, did you? I, I've got a look looking at your teammates. Tell me, you ran the first leg. I did run the first leg. Yeah, yeah. you could. You, you just look a little less exhausted. By exactly, that. I, like the others. Yeah, and and I think guess who who ran the last one. I don't know. It was the, the I think. Yeah, yeah, okay. So one, you're one next to you, I presume. No, no, no. It, it wasn't him. The one on the very left. I think he was the last one. Yeah, also looking ill. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a fun team back then. Very good fun team. So what are you running now? What's that? What do you do now for running? You're still running. I just, I just run my my five kilometers, half an hour, or something like this, just for fun. I even don't take my watch along. Anymore. No, I'm sorry, five kilometers and 30 minutes. I don't believe you're taking 30 minutes. To no, it's no, it's it, maybe it might be six, six kilometers. I see, I don't take the time anymore. And and sometimes I feel good. And then I, I realize, yeah, probably it's, it's a, 
it's 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 that and that fast and sometimes i mean you must have you must know that as well sometimes you just start running and you immediately realize it's I, yeah some days it runs easy other days it's, yeah, it's exactly and i take my i, I take my little yeah. daughter along sometimes ah. i really have to push her and these days I mean, it's pretty hot out here if i look outside it's above 30 degrees and, and but maybe we go for a run later this afternoon this evening and did she enjoy it i don't know <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's i just take along and she's 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 staying with it so i uh, let's see no but i don't i did 15 years of competitive sports i don't need any competition anymore i just do it for fun i i do my my exercises for my back and for my um, muscles a little bit and so on but i'm not doing it so serious and and you ask myself when when do you relax that's one moment when i relax yeah these I always, when I go to conferences, I always have my running shoes along. Peter, I, I, I bet you too. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So fun exploring cities or something like this. For example, when I was in New York, I was giving a talk there. I went with the, with the subway somewhere so I could run in the Hyde Park, which is always in the movies, you know? And then I was running and, and along this path, which you see in the movie. And nowadays, when I watch something with my kids, I said, hey, that's where I ran as well. So and, and that's what I and, and often, for example, when there was one conference in Bordeaux or something like this, and I just ran through the whole old city of Bordeaux and got to know it. it I completely got lost. I remember that. I got so lost and, and I didn't know where I was. And I was exhausted. And it was far above 30 minutes and it was 30 degrees. And I think if I was at 45 minutes and I didn't have anything to drink. And, and then I, I looked at some, I think, some bus plan. And then I realized, okay, I have to go into this direction. No, I, I, I've only got lost twice in cities and it's not a good feeling. I, I think I was actually first up to give a talk on the morning of getting lost at one of them. And I thought, I'm now in real trouble. Yeah, <laughs> got exactly. it. No, I and often go for a run in front of my talks, and but then I take it easy. It's not, yeah, it's... it's but there's, there's, one thing, there's one thing about competition, yeah? Um, when, when you have competition, yeah, I mean, you, you, you run, especially during summertime, you run every weekend. And I mean, you are nervous like crazy. Yeah. And, and that's why I'm, I'm pretty, I can very uh, good or very well scope with, with being nervous, yeah, being excited and so on. So I could, my, when I did do my studies, my tests and so on, I could scope with this very, very easily because I got to know this from competition. And of course, you can also, I mean, with competition, you learn to go really beyond your limits. Yeah, just like you with your marathon, you go beyond your limits. And yeah, sometimes in science you have to go, you have to measure, or you have to do a lot of stuff. And so, but and this is one of the guys of the four guys there who's also um, um, he we once discussed, and he said, yeah, you know, there's one disadvantage: we go beyond our limits. We don't see the limits, yeah, and sometimes it's not good because you overstress yourself and so on. And we are at an age where we really have to watch out that we don't burn out. That's what I realized. And that's why I, I have to look out for that. And that's why, for example, with running, I'm just, and I enjoy it. Every time I run and I come home and I feel good, and then I feel more motivated to, to do work or other things. Or next week, I'm going for four days hiking with my, my younger daughter into the mountains here in Germany. It's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. No, that that would be good. You mentioned running and conferences, and you sent a couple of pictures. So this is, I'm guessing, well, I can read it. There's a second meeting of the Super Resolution user. Club. Was it? Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, some. Ah, it's a little bit unclear. I'm I'm in the in the, I'm somewhere in the corner there. Yeah. There was a stock. You know, for me, the screen is really small. But anyway, so so these meetings are really important, and you have. Another picture, which uh, this was the the big event from PicoQuant. This was the the I love to go to this PicoQuant meeting, yeah, because it was one of my first meetings where I gave a big talk as a PhD student, and then I was invited there on the on the um, anniversary uh, meeting here. And look at all the people who are there. I mean, yeah, there's there's Stefan in front of me, there is uh, 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 Mana. Everybody is there, yeah. And I was invited as well. I felt so honored. It was it was great, yeah. And it was the first big meeting. But I gave my talk and, and a rumor I was giving talk about photo bleaching and so on. And, um, and Dick Keller and these guys were sitting there. I was, that's when I was nervous. There I was nervous. And, and here I am, I'm, I'm invited to the anniversary. Great, great event. 
and I, I've got to say, I don't want to offend anyone, but you look significantly younger than most there. Um, yeah, but most, I, I do put the word most. Yeah, but most of them are older than me, let's be honest. So, uh, yeah. I mean, who's, who's roughly of, of the same? Johan Hofkens, maybe. I think he's only one or two years older than me, but the rest is, is a little bit older. Yeah, so. So, 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 so you see, so just, you know, how you developed your own name, your own developed, that you are there amongst, uh, you know, not peers necessarily, they're, they're a generation. Yeah, but and, and that's, I remember when I was once sitting on, um, yeah, we were sitting, we were, we, we were organizing, I was organizing together with Jörg Bebersdorf, I was organizing this it's, there's always a big schools yeah, from the from the German Physical Society, and that is in their headquarter, which is at the Rhine River in a beautiful place, yeah, near near Bonn, yeah. And and Jörg and I were asked to organize such a school, so we invited all the people, and we were sitting there in the evening, realizing we made it, yeah, we made it. We are we are asked, and it's only us who've been asked, not that we because I organized schools there before, but. I was kind of the, the working guy behind Stefan. Yeah. Um, now we did, and even one evening, I, I remember Stefan called me and he said, "Hey, I would have time to come by tonight, um, giving a talk." Yeah. And then I told everybody, "Hey, we have to delay the the the, the, the beers for another hour. I have a surprise guest tonight." That's a great thing. And then suddenly Stefan walked in for them, for these students that joined. It, it was of course a great thing. And that's where I realized, yeah, you made it. And and but of course I had I had good teachers, yeah, with, with Klaus Seidel, Stefan, and so on. I had good people that that already had their, their name in the field and, and um, promoted me as well. So I have to thank them a lot. So. Yeah. So I've got a question I don't think I've ever asked a guest before. And I should have asked them all, because I, I think this will be interesting. So I don't I think it will be more split than most people, most listeners would actually think. When you retire, will you retire or will you want that emeritus data and carry on dabbling in the background? I don't, I don't know. I cannot say for sure. Um, when you would have asked me during maybe Oxford times or, or Stefan Health times when we did a lot of research and so on, I would have said, I will retire. I try to keep research running as much. Oh where I have to do so much bureaucracy, so much administration and so on. I sometimes, of course, because you are close to burning out, yeah, you, you just think, I stop immediately and I just do my hiking or do, uh, enjoy life. Yeah, And I can't tell you yet. I don't know how it develops and so on. We, we'll see, we'll see. Um, in Germany, it's more strict than in other countries. Yeah, So you, when you reach your retirement age, um, usually maybe you, you do one or two more years of teaching and only people like, like Max Planck directors, like Stefan or something like this, they kind of stick in there. Let's, I don't know, I can't tell you, um, we'll see. Uh, I, I have to see at the moment, because the last two years have really been tough, I have to say. Um, and there were a lot of not so joyful times also, but of course, this is also because of all the, the incidences that happened. Um, I would say I, I would stop, and just enjoy life, but who knows what I say in a couple of years. Because no, no. The, the, the lab is running, we're producing new data and so on. Because, of course, there was clearly going to be a dip for me you know, during, during Corona times. Yeah? Because, of course, this is also because the stuff from Oxford, I just talked to my postdoc this morning, one last paper out of Oxford times will come out because we did a couple of measurements and that's not done now. That's the last one out of Oxford times. And now Hina is picking up. But, of course, this transition somehow got delayed due to Corona yeah? because we couldn't work on this so well. So I will have a really dip. And during Corona times, due to my homeschooling and so on, I, I wasn't that effective. <clears throat> I, I, I did say time would go fast, and we are just coming up to the hour mark already. You sent me one more picture that I have to show, because I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah. So this, this, is, this, is, this is a Lego group. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This was, this was an idea of Francesco Reina from my group. Because we couldn't go out there, we, we weren't allowed to gather, yeah. And 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 then he had the idea, okay, I'm I'm, I'm getting all these Lego um, and uh, uh, people, yeah, and and they look and, and make them look alike, some persons in the group, yeah. And then I place them or Photoshop them in front of um, the other, the famous other uh, um, monument, yeah. And I love this. 
I often show this at the end of my talks. So, it, so, so, so it's not, is it the same crew as this? Just before Corona. This was a couple of people were already in Jena, but most of them were still in Oxford, but we made a retreat and I showed them Jena, yeah? because I knew some of them people will come to, to Jena at some point. And we had a fantastic three days in Jena, um, enjoying science, but also drinking and stuff like this, or touring around and so on. And we made a group picture there in front of uh, the monument. So, so, is this crowd easier or the Lego crowd easier? <laughs> of course, let's be honest, the, the, the crowd before was easier because um, it was real, yeah? Um, the other one was doing during Corona times, but still, I I love the idea of Francesco. Yeah. And that's why I, when I found this picture, I thought, ah, I have to, I have to send it to Peter. <laughs> it is, it is a really good one. We are up to the hour, Christian, and actually, we, I haven't covered a lot of ground, but do you know what? It's been great talking. It's but, been great. I enjoyed it. I, unbelievable that we already have an hour here. And, and <laughs> I, about, and I, I bet we could go on for another hour without noticing it. So. We'll just have to uh, a part two at some point. Uh, yeah. <laughs> more than happy to do that for all those who have watched listened uh please don't forget to subscribe go go back you know <laughs> there, there are some good guests coming up uh, which we've heard about today some guests that we've heard about that have already recorded that you've heard from christian today but christian it's been really good to hear your energy is enthusiastic you know your, your energy your upbeat your positivity i think is brilliant and long may that continue Christian. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Peter. It's been great. I, I, I love talking to you. And so um, hope to see you in person soon. And then you take your ale and I take my German beer. Oh, my lager. Okay. I'll take a couple of weeks time. Yes. <laughs> Christian, thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Microscopists, a bite-sized bio podcast sponsored by Zeiss Microscopy. To view all audio and video recordings from this series, please visit bitesizebio.com forward slash the dash microscopists.